2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. Hallelujah. All right, when you have it on this side, let me know. Amen? Praise God. All right. Let's read it together. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Everybody say treasure. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Listen to this, Christian Restoration Center. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Struck down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. Always caring about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus would also be manifested in our body. With today's message entitled, Cast Down But Unconquered. I know that meant something to somebody. Cast down but unconquered. Hallelujah. You may have your seats giving glory to God. I want to give you the introduction of what I'm talking about. You know, Pastor Larry touched upon a lot of great points. Some of them are already some notes that I had already that he just happened to go into. Um, but I want to in introduce you to what's happening at this time, you know. And I want to say, first of all, that all of us at some point in journey, in this journey that we call life, amen, we're going to go through things. We're going to face difficult obstacles. We're going to face challenges of life. It's inevitable. You're going to go through some things. Sometimes they're going to be harder than others. Other times they're going to be lighter than others. Amen. But we know that life is what we call and say unfair. Amen. It's not fair. Life is not fair. And the more you serve Christ, the more unfair it seems like with the way the world acts towards us or the way we encounter things. Can I, can I get an amen? We recognize that we live in a cursed world filled with all kinds of trials and tribulations. And if you don't know, there is an enemy that we hate, and they hate, and he hates us, called Satan. Everybody with me? Or do I give you the other term, the devil? All right? He's been released to do his normal duty. His main job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And the Word of God says that he is like a roaring lion that goes to and fro looking to cause havoc and do all kinds of crazy craziness in this world. Can you say amen to that? And if we have learned anything from 2020, we know that it is a life that, can, that, that anything that we experience in life can change in a moment. Amen? We, we know one month to the next, we're here preparing for the prior service. Uh, what was it called? Labor for the Harvest, right? The, the theme for that service? Was it that what it was called? Lord of the Harvest. Lord of the Harvest. And we're preparing, and then the next month, everything shuts down. So can I tell you that I come from a place where I understand what 2020 is a resemblance of because in a moment it changed so fast. And if you didn't know, we were considered one of the world's hot spots in El Paso, Texas because I have no idea why that happened, but it happened. So you want to talk about everything closing down and face masks and, and don't touch me and stay away from me and family don't come near me. And that was El Paso last year. Okay. But whether we're getting ready for the next challenge or what we ever will face, life will happen. Hallelujah. And it's this part of the resilient theme that I wanted to touch up on. Because can I just start and say that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. 
Can you get that in your spirit? You see, I just don't preach it. I believe it. Because no matter what I've had to go through to get here, greater is he. Hallelujah. He is still greater in my life. I don't know what I'll face down the road, but I know where my hope and my trust is in. Hallelujah. The word resilient, the way it was spelled, it's, oh, it's on my shirt, right? Yeah, here you go. Look at my shirt. Resilient comes from the word resilient. And it means to a different version of what Pastor Larry was saying. I looked it up as well, how, how we think alike, right? But it's able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. It's kind of like you're unfazed. You don't blink twice. You just go keep running through it. It's able to recoil or spring back, to Pastor Larry's point, into shape after being bent, after being stretched, hallelujah. And, and, you're, and you're being compressed and you're stretched, but you're still together. And I thought, I said, this is a, a perfect example of what resilience is, hallelujah. And, and that's why I say that some of us, hallelujah, the message of the title was to be cast down, but we've been unconquered, hallelujah. Because there is only one conqueror, and that is when we get to heaven, and he is the eternal conqueror of our lives, hallelujah. He is the true surrender, hallelujah. Some of us have been through some hell in 2020. We've been through some tough times, hallelujah. And some of you are still barely making it through, but you're coming back hallelujah I said you're coming back hallelujah I don't care about where you were a year ago I want to know what the path looks like forward what are you doing to move forward if you want to be resilient you got to stand but keep going you got to keep going forward hallelujah keep being stretched but don't be conquered hallelujah as I prepared this message the Lord had placed in my heart for today I came across this key scripture that we read and I, and, and I started reading about how Paul started his speech by saying that we had a treasure in our earthen vessels, a.k.a. the body. That there was a treasure inside. And, 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 you know, his goal and his plan is what we desire. That the God's, that God's power and excellence would rest inside this treasure. So that somebody who doesn't know the Lord would be like, what is it about you that you're so loud? Why are you so loud? And why are you always smiling? And why are you always happy? You've gone through this and you don't look like the traditional preacher. I don't need to look like him. You just need to look deep inside. Because inside you'll find the almighty God. That's who I serve. Hallelujah. I can dress in a three-piece suit. I can dress down with shorts. It doesn't change my walk inside. Hallelujah. Because I, got, I am resilient inside. I got the great I am that lives inside of me because I believe that the power the honor the glory the praise the worship hallelujah the authority the healing the restoration the delivering belongs to the one that's inside my treasure my God his name is Jesus Christ hallelujah I understand that I am nothing without him and I will never be anything without him the moment I leave him I'm a nobody but when I'm in Christ, I am somebody. And not just somebody, but because he was resilient, I can be resilient. Hallelujah. So here is Paul. If you haven't noticed, he is he's saying this about a treasure and he's saying that he's crushed and persecuted. And, you know, and he goes into this whole this whole, you know, explanation. But if you must understand, Paul is coming from being stoned. 
He's been stoned. He's been jailed. He's been mocked. He's been laughed at. He's been made fun of. Hallelujah. He, he's been kicked out of cities. The persecution is real. Amen. Hashtag truth, right? But he was, he may have been cast down, but he was yet unconquered. He was unconquered because in his heart was his treasure. You see, it wasn't about what he thought with his mind. It was about what he knew to be true. And that is that there was the hope that was found inside that Jesus Christ himself had given him. And that hope is what gave him the ability to say, you can slap my face and slap at the other side, and I'm still going to preach the gospel because there is a resilience inside because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Whoa, my Lord, he is a great God. Can you say amen to that? And he says we're hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Have you felt the pressures of the world? Have you, have you ever felt the pressure of sin and it's pressing up on you and you're, and you're feeling the burden and you feel things you're going through and it feels like you can't even breathe because you're being squeezed and you're being squeezed by this life and you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get away from this. It feels like it's about to overwhelm me. This is what Paul was talking about. He says, I feel it on every side. I walk in a synagogue and they're talking about me. I walk away from somebody that just got healed and the persons are upset because they just got healed. They're more religious than they are than anything else. They don't want to see somebody healed because they were healed on the Sabbath. And I know many of us can relate to what Paul is saying here in 2 Corinthians and I'll tell you what I mean by that, that some of our history in our lives has been so bad that we wonder how we even made out of it. Am I talking to some real people in here? Or am I the only one that had to come to a Jesus talk? Many of us have left a past where we, once we were baptized in the waters, a past that we said we would never go back to. Because it wasn't worth it anymore. Because the new life that's found with the waters was the resiliency that's going to push you to the next level. It's that next life that you say, I want my eternal reward. I want my baptism to be remission of sins. I want to be forgiven for what I've done. I'm not proud of it. I have struggled, but I'm going through it. And many of us have left the place in that water where we're like, you can keep my past and everything in those waters. Don't even bring it up. As a matter of fact, when you come talk to me, just be like, I'm glad to see where you're at today and not where you were. Hallelujah. The pressing has, has been so intense over the last year and a half. Hallelujah. The pressure is real, you know, and I've been through some things. And because, you know, how do I know that it's so intense is because he uses a, a, a word to describe. And he says hard pressed, not just pressed, hard pressed. An adjective, he uses that phrase and says, hard-pressed. And what Paul is saying is that we can face a heavenly burden, a overwhelming a feeling from the world's pressure upon our hearts, our minds, and our ways of thinking that it feels like there's no escape. Amen? And it's almost like, you know, Paul says, look, disciples and my buddies, 
the cards are stacked against us. <laughs> the cards are stacked against us. The religious people don't like us. The people that should love us don't even know us. The, one, the only one that we matter to is the only one that does matter. Hallelujah. And his name is Jesus Christ. But there is a pressing. We are hard pressed. We're feeling that pressure to be able to stand in the moment when no one else will. Oh, come on, church. I'm talking to not only the Jubilee. I'm talking to somebody out there that's been shy a little bit. You've been a little shy to stand out. Hallelujah. But your time is today. Because the resiliency is coming. It's already inside. You've been stretched. You've been burdened. You've been pressed. You've been talked about. You've been lied about. You've been, I mean, you're in, in table circles, and they're talking about you, but you're coming back. Can I tell you that what you're enduring, enduring in this moment right now will not crush you? Can I, can I say that to you? So you can be encouraged today that no matter what devil has come against you, no matter what obstacle has been in your life, or no matter what sickness, what disease, you will not be crushed. Hallelujah. Because you serve an almighty God who says, I am the great that I am. Hallelujah. When you begin to understand how great and bad he is, you'll know that no matter what you face, that the scripture that says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm a, I'm a big deal about Jesus. I, I probably say that thing like ten times that he is the great I am. Because I don't forget how great he is. But then he says that he is perplexed but not in despair. When you begin to understand what the word perplexed means, it means to be dazed, confused. So he's kind of saying we're, sometimes we're a little confused, we're dazed, we're, we're not sure of what's, you know, why things are happening and what's happening and how come it's happening, but we know there's a hope. We know there's a hope, amen? And that's, I can imagine Paul was thinking that. There's sometimes, look, we don't understand what's God, what God's doing. It sounds crazy and it sounds, but we don't understand what he's doing, but I trust him. I trust him. And that's what Paul was saying. I, we don't lose hope because even though he may have had those thoughts, he knew where his resiliency was in Jesus Christ. Why? Why does he know that? Because Psalms 37, 23 to 24 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Though he fell, listen to this, though he fell, though he fell, he shall not be utterly cast down. Oh, come on. Though you fall, you will not be cast down. As long as your hope is in here, residing with the one who really matters. Hallelujah. Though he fell, he shall not be utterly cast down. Why? For the Lord upholds him with his hand. Some of you are resilient today because God had to drag you out of a place and put you in his hand and say, you never understood how you got out? It was my hand that lifted you out. Hallelujah. You don't understand it, but just get to me. Hallelujah. Get on your knees and start worshiping because my hand was upon you. My hand was upon your church. My hand was upon your family. My hand was upon your daughter, upon your son, upon your child. Hallelujah. Because the Lord upholds him with his hand. Hallelujah. You know, and for some of us, life has, you know, we've made some really bad decisions. 
Can I be, can I be transparent with you? Can we be real for a moment? Life has been interesting for some of us. We've made some bad decisions. It took us on a dark path that we weren't expecting. But can I tell you today, you're bouncing back. Because your future, the front windshield is bigger than the rear view, rear view mirror. Hallelujah. When you begin to look out your front shoulder, that windshield, you're like, man, I got all this still to go. But the devil's like, no, but look in the rear view mirror so you can see what's behind you. It's like this small. 2020 may not have been your year. And up until this point, maybe I'm speaking to you that you're, you feel that it wasn't just, you know, you feel like it was a complete waste. And you may have been dazed and confused as to what was happening at that time or what's happening right now in your life. There may be some things that you're, you're not too sure of. You're like, why is this happening to me? And, 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 you know, what's going on? Hallelujah. But God is here to recover you. Resilience is to be, to spring back. Amen. A rubber band works like you pull it to, like this and it goes the other way, right? Opposite ends. Some of us are rubber bands. We have been pulled, pressed, persecuted. We have been talked about. Everything has happened in our lives and we're still here today giving hallelujah. Not because of us. Because if it's up to us, we'll throw in the towel. But because we know that our hope is inside. We know that Paul says to keep running the race, hallelujah. That to be resilient, you got to keep on the path, hallelujah. you got to keep your feet moving. If you're getting a cramp, then massage the cramp and keep walking. Hallelujah. You are springing back, hallelujah. You may not have seen what the Lord was doing in your life, but he's going to get glory. God will get glory from your circumstance. I don't know what circumstance you're dealing with today. Only you know. But know that God will get glory from it. Because this world doesn't know the Christ that we do. They're confused about the true happiness. They think happiness is a different form of happiness. With an overnight kind of happiness. Or some kind of addiction happiness. Or some kind of a, of a cheated love kind of addiction happiness. Hallelujah. And here we are in the church with the true real happiness that we have been resilient because he's in us. What are you doing with the resiliency? How are you sharing your testimony of Jesus Christ? They seek a, a love that the world can't give them. They seek a joy that the, that the world could never afford to them. But we who hold the truth, hallelujah, the resilient. Can, can you say amen to that? The resilient, hallelujah. We may be a bit confused at times, but we're not hopeless. Because our trust, our hope, and our faith is in Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus said so himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life, he said. Well, which way do I go, pastor? Which way should I go? Go the way of the Lord. What should I believe in? Well, believe in the truth of the Lord, a.k.a., hello, the Holy Bible. 
What life should I live? I like living my own life. Live a life that casts its, its shadow upon the people, but for Jesus Christ. If 2020 was a persecution of the established church, then 2021 is a wake-up call for all of you who are in church. It's a wake-up call for sleeping people. It's time to wake up. Get out of your, of your seats. Hallelujah. If you never raised your hand, raise it up. If you want to clap, clap louder. If you want to sit in a different seat because they took my seat, go sit in another seat. Get people to know the resilience that's in you. There is something that's built inside of you. It's like a motor. It's a and it's ready and it's ready. It's ready to share. It's already built into you. God's spirit is with you. The resiliency is with you. What are you going to do with the church? It's a wake-up call for the body of Christ. Now more than ever, we're being persecuted. Now more than ever, laws are being created to redefine marriage. Now more than ever, there are new laws and um, processes and procedures to welcome different kind of things that don't align to the word of God. You want to talk about a level of persecution, it's just not the beating way that we're used to seeing it. But it's present. Very soon, you're, the Christians are going to be the hateful people. Because we don't accept what's not in the word. So the resilient, a.k.a. the church, the body of Christ, needs to wake up. It's time that we wake up. Come on. Laws that redefine marriage. Laws that reward evil. Hallelujah. Laws that fail to protect innocent lives and hate that has been generated by the devil through the media. All that does is cause us to hate one another. I'm not getting political. I'm just telling you the truth. No matter what race, no matter what color, no matter what it is you believe in, if you see something over and over and over, you're going to get tired of it. Amen. So in many ways, we are now that where Paul is. We're now the enemies of the states and government with the way we believe. Our beliefs is a threat to them because they, it does ne- their, their way of thinking is never founded on the word of God. It's always on what they feel, always on what they think they should be doing. But there is a God that rules heaven and earth. There is an authority that sur- surpasses all authority on earth. There is a God that says, man, you guys and your laws and your little small ant hills that you build to look big, I, I own this entire nation, this entire uh, universe. I am the great that I am. The Alpha and the Omega. Earth is my footstool. And you're going to try to come define laws? But Paul says, we are not forsaken. We are not disowned. We're not forgotten. This is why we're resilient. Because he doesn't forget us. Just when we're about to say, I can't do it anymore. I just want to give it all up. He sends somebody to talk to you. He sends a message to speak to you. He sends someone that says, you know, bro, I don't know what you're going through, but I know God has you. I don't know what you've been through, but I know he's going to bring you out. But you don't understand, Pastor, I lost two loved ones. Yeah, I know, I know. But you're going to keep moving forward. I lost a daughter. I lost a son to the world. But they're going to come back. 
when they see the resilience in you, they're going to come back. How can you be so confident? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We belong to the one true God. We are his children. Hallelujah. So we, there's that feeling of, you know, and I know you're going to feel this because I felt this before. There's those times we feel lonely. We feel like, God, why aren't you answering us? God, why are you? I just wish you could just come and talk to me. Where are you? Why don't you listen to me? I'm going through this. Where are you? Can I, can I be real? Everybody with me? I'm not the only one that's gone through that, right? You're like, a pastor went through that? Absolutely. We're human. Amen? I'm sure pastor and first lady have their days when they're there crying and saying, Man, I don't know about this. This is just so much right now. Because I can tell you I've been there. But we're not forgotten. Perplexed. You know, we're persecuted at times. But we're not forsaken. Because he paid a price for us on Calvary so that this would matter. So that any man who believed in Christ would come to the baptismal waters. They would receive forgiveness. From that point on, God says, you're somebody new now. You're not the old person anymore. I got a special present for you, and it's called eternal life. And whenever you're ready to accept it, step into the waters. Hallelujah. Call upon my name, and I will save you. Hallelujah. Can I just not only talk to the church today, but talk to those of you who are watching, those of you who are sitting here and have not known God, or maybe you fell off the wagon a bit. Get back on. We belong to the one true God. Our Lord, he's our Savior. He is Jesus Christ. And you know what the beautiful thing is? This is why we're resilient, because he's coming back for us. He's coming back for us. That's, that's amazing. This God there, where are you, God? How come you're not here with me, God? He's coming back for you. Don't worry, he ain't forgotten about you. He knows where you're at at the exact moment in your life. At every single moment when you feel lonely, he's still there. You may not see it. Sometimes we're further because we've pushed ourselves away from him. But he is still there. He is the lover of your soul. He ain't forgotten about you. We are struck down but not destroyed. Paul describes being struck down, and he says, but we're not destroyed. And this is where life has a way of just beating us up because life is just so hard sometimes. Late last year, we lost uh, an aunt and an uncle within months of each other to COVID. Whoa, my wife corrected me. One to COVID, the other to cancer. or One to cancer, the other COVID. And for some of us, it was like, it was a trying time for many of my family. They struggled so hard because they were like, how could you love us so much, God, but yet take my dad from me? I'm going somewhere with this. It's unfair at times. It feels like the, the people who are out there have a better blessing than us. They live longer. You know, many times when my grandfather passed, I thought, I said, how could, how could he be so, you know, 68 years old, still kind of young, and yet somebody who's smoking up but every single day on a cigarette still lives and my grandpa's gone. And he served you. He served you, God. Is that fair? 
And God's like, when are you going to learn that he's in heaven? His eternal reward is in heaven. You are hurting in the moments, but I am with you. But let me share a hope that you will become resilient because greater is he that the reward is in heaven. Hallelujah. He is with us. Can I just testify? You see, I'm great today. I I overcame what I had to overcome because my God brought me through it. Hallelujah. Because there was a God that says, for I loved you so much. Hallelujah. That I would not leave you nor forsake you. That no matter what you come against, I will be with you. Life is unfair at times. And meanwhile, while everybody's like, God, 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 where are you? Satan's like, yeah, just keep blaming God because really the reality is we're responsible for that, but the body of Christ don't blame me. They want to blame God for everything and they're not going to come to me now. And, it ha- and life has this way of striking us down, and you're like, you just got beat, and you're on the ground, and you're about to get up, and they finish you off with another one. Boom. And you're like, oh, gosh, everything just keeps coming on and tumbling on upon me. One thing right after the other. And you're like, how is that fair, God? You know, some of us have been struck down by family members, by friends that we called friends that we loved. Hallelujah. We've come into some hard-pressed times. But yet you're here today shouting hallelujah. If that doesn't punch the devil in the face, I don't know what else will. Hallelujah. You know why you're here today? Because your ability to be resilient, to be able to spring back and say, though he slay me, yet I will praise him. Though he come in, no matter what comes against me, no weapon formed against me will prosper. In what way will it prosper? It's not going to cast me, conquer me. I'm not conquered because there is no one besides Jesus that is my conqueror. And he has conquered my heart. That's a different kind of love. I'm not talking about he beat me down. I'm talking about he loved me. He conquered my heart as a man. That when I come to him, I'll cry my tears. I'll cry my eyes out at the altar. You'll be like, man, that guy's really crying a lot. That's right, because it's me and my God. I'll cry all day for him. But you're still here today because you have, you've been struck down, but God has refused to allow you to be destroyed. You've survived 2020 and everything that happened with it because God had you in his mind. Because you were the eye and the sparrow that he saw. That he said, you know, I know he's coming out of it. I know she's going through some things. But oh, Satan, but wait till you see what I'm about to do with their lives. Hallelujah. Wait till you see what's about to be produced out of the ashes. Hallelujah. Somewhere down the line, somebody says, I got nothing but ashes, God. I've done this. I've done that. I got a burnt altar. God says, I'm going to give you some beauty for them ashes. I'm about to do something in your life. I'm determined to be resilient. At one point in my life, let me just share something with you. I'm I'm coming to a close soon. At one point in my life, I I was, you know, in the church, and I had been raised in the church, and and I had I had done things right, and I was that little perfect person you probably thought in your mind he's perfect, you know. And then one day I took a turn. And and if I, you know, if you would really know my testimony, some of you'd be like, "Why is he up there then for?" I'm sorry, I forget. I'm the only one forgiven. And this struggle that I went through was 
It was such a life-changing moment for me because I had, I had strayed away from the Lord. Growing up in church my whole life, I knew the potential that was before me. I knew what I had, and I knew everything, but in the moment, I made a bad decision. And here I was. I could either be resilient and bounce back from where it took me, or I could say, you know what, it's not worth it. I'm just going to keep doing the easy thing. And lose my family. Lose what God had given me. The promise that he had placed upon me. You see, Satan wants to tell you that whatever is out there, whatever you're dealing with, will overcome you. That's what he's trying to tell you. That you got to keep living that way because you're addicted to it. But let me tell you something. That when my God stepped in and I said, God, I'm repenting right now in this moment. I don't want to lose it all. I'm that prodigal son that went and came back and I said, I spent everything, God. I have nothing to give you. He says, just come to me with the humble and the humility of of a heart and I will give you rest what you see today is because God had mercy this is why I preach so passionate because I was in a place in my life where I almost lost it all a guaranteed hell ticket straight to hell had I not repented amen but good thing my dad and my mama put something inside of me. They said, you better get on your knees. Come to repentance before the Lord while you still can. Because you don't want to be on a deathbed in a hospital. You don't want to be there and be like, send the pastor over here. And you lose your last, you take your last breath. I said, you know what, God, from this day, changed my life. I, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I, you know, I don't want to lose my family. They don't deserve this, God. I, I'm sorry. And I really repented that day. You know, people say they're sorry and they may not feel that true repentance. But let me tell you, when you're about to lose it all and you have no other choice besides lose it all or go down a different and completely lose it. I said, I'm not going to be on that, God. I'm going to be resilient. I believe you're too great of a God that just, uh, you know, I know I made some mistakes and, and you know, I'm not going to stay cast down and, and I, don't, I don't want to be conquered. And I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back, God. And if you can just begin to use me, however you need, I will be available. Because I was resilient. Because I wanted my story to say, yeah, as a human, Jonathan did this, 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 and that. Hallelujah. He did all of this stuff. He was a failure. He, you know, a, a religious man of God and fell from grace and whatever you want to say. But at the end, I wanted to say, but God was greater. God was greater. That's what I'm, I might. When I die, let that be the end of my story. No matter what he says, you just throw in there, yeah, but God was greater. But he wasn't doing this, and they were in drugs, and they were in that, and they were that. But God was greater. But God is greater. Is he not greater in your life today? You're here because you're resilient. Because God says you are greater. You are greater than the obstacle because he is in you. When Jesus came to the earth, he came to save a cursed and dying creation due to sin. He realized that the only way he could demonstrate that he could do all things through Christ, do all things, was to be the sacrifice. So when you say, well, how do you know? How are you so sure that you're going to be able to, in 10 years, where you're going to be? Because he's already done it for me. Because he already conquered death. Because he already conquered the haters that were against him. All the people that beat him. All the people that couldn't stand him. He conquered them. 
And even up until the last moment on the cross, he's asking for their forgiveness. That's resilience. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And we hid as if we were, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and rejected, yet we did not esteem him, meaning we did not recognize him. Surely he has borne our griefs and earned our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Here's the part I want to tell you why you're resilient. Because Jesus Christ was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. What I just read to you was the understanding of Jesus Christ was in our position at one point in time. Feeling the weight of the world, feeling the crush, the persecution, feeling the forsakenness of his own people, saying, I, you're not the Messiah. We're waiting for a Messiah on a, on a horse coming in. You're not the God. I know you just healed somebody, but that has to be of the devil. See, Jesus Christ did it himself. Because he wanted you to show you. He wanted to show us that he, I could do it. And if I did it, you already have the keys to the power already. In my name. So I'm ending with this. Wherever 2020 took you, that's okay. You can acknowledge it. You know, that's a bad place. You know, it's not a place where I wanted to be pastor, and I messed up a lot, man. I went to this old bottle that I never would have touched. Okay. Where are you today? Because you still have breath. And that resiliency inside of you is already there. You're already here. You've already overcome it. The devil didn't have you or your family because you're here today. Because these waters still exist today. We can overcome anything. You may have went from sickness to sickness, but God says today it's over. Because of your ability to be resilient, to spring back, to come back. Return back to the, to the Lord. Return back to him in repentance. If you have not repented of something and you've been in the church for a while, this, today is the day for you to come back and say, I just, I just need a Lord that's going to forgive me. I've messed up, God. I just need you. Can you be there for me? He's going to say, come on. Come on, son. Let me, let me have a one-on-one -on -one with you. Come here. You're hard-pressed. You're made fun of. You're talked about. You're beaten. You're persecuted. But we are greater because he is greater. Isn't he amazing? And here's what you have to understand. No matter what you face, if you go back to him always, you will always win. It may come at a cost. You may experience some losses along the way, some casualties of war. But you're going to come back. You're always going to win. So because in the end, Jesus Christ wins. We win. So no matter what the weapon is, we win. Go ahead and stand with me. Some of you are cast in the cast down moment. 
You're in that moment where life has cast you down. Maybe you're going through something with your marriage. Maybe you're going through something with a family member. Maybe you just don't have, you don't have it all together. You're cast down, but you're not conquered. And I want to encourage you to come before the Lord. You've been beaten over and over by unexpected circumstances. Over and over, something comes up. Again, another thing comes up. Another thing comes up. You get a little breath and another thing comes up. You're like, oh my gosh, how much can I take? Like, God, I can't do this anymore. And just when you're about to lower your hands and give up, God says, I'm going to lift up your hands right now in the name of Jesus. In my name, he says, I'll lift up your hands. I will strengthen you. You will be stronger. Because resiliency is making you stronger. It develops character. What I learned in those times where my uncle and my aunt had passed was that you really had to walk with God because and have a relationship because if you didn't, your flesh would totally disown him. And there is a hope, amen? And that hope is found in Jesus Christ. You're going to come out of it. You're going to remember this preaching today because you're going to be going through something and you're going to say, you know what? Pastor Jonathan agreed with me that I would come out of it. Because Pastor Larry agreed with me that I would overcome whatever it was. No matter what hell has come upon your life, God says he is greater. He is the restorer. You're going to overcome the struggle that you've been enduring and you may be cast down right now but let me encourage you that you're not conquered you are not conquered don't give up if I have to grab you and you need me to go to your chair and I'll pray with you I'll pray with you I don't have a problem and I'm not praying to be like judgmental on you I'm praying because I want to see God move in your life I want to see God just transform your life. I want you to come give a testimony to Pastor Larry and say, you know, that message that God delivered that day, you know, it changed my life forever. Not because Pastor John, but because there was a God that loved you. That's it. I had to remind you. I need resilient people. People that are willing to be stoned, jailed, and thrown into the fire. But they're still going forward.